Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we discuss entertainment media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston Doyne. Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host. Bash Matt. <laughs> Matt, what should people stew? Like, subscribe, and check out our Instagram highlight show. Oh, I hate myself. We are all Sean Connery now. Sort of. <laughs> With my pitch? Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, uh, we're on Instagram, at Justice Losers Pod, and we... Um, we light the highs and the lows of our highlights and yeah we we post we post things we typically post engagement stuff on our stories instagram mm-hmm. stories and then we will highlight them so yep. that you can go if it's if you see it after 24 hours yep you can still get to them yeah um only engagement stuff though not wedding stuff right yeah once you get to the wedding day mm gone no more yep done matt preston what's been up to uh not a whole lot so you've told me <laughs> yeah kind of just in the middle of a bunch of stuff um what's the one you're enjoying the most let's do that since you haven't finished anything <laughs> let's just let's just talk about the one you're enjoying the most uh it's really hard to say i'm enjoying bojack horseman um <laughs> <laughs> i'm mostly done with season six so it'll probably be my big one i talk about next week okay it's really really good you guys it's really good it's, is it it's dangerous, but okay. it's really good. What's the uh, background of like? Because typically, when you get when a show gets to season six, it's it's rarely still this good. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know this good. Yeah. Like, rarely still something that you would say is really good. Yeah. Well, it's it's the final season. They're okay. Clearly on kind of a wrap up direction. Things are coming to a head. Gotcha. Um, yeah. No, it's. I'll talk about it more depth next okay. week. Um, one thing that I have been doing and sort of enjoying up to a point and i'm kind of at a good natural midpoint on is i've been reading a bunch of thor stuff Mm -hmm. for thor love and thunder coming out in 2022 yep that's next year that is next year it's coming out like a year and two months from now may may that's fast nice yeah so i started reading jason aaron's run on thor and he started in like 2014 or so Mm -hmm. um and basically has been doing it ever since Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's been doing a lot of stuff with the character. That is... You said 2004? 14. Four, oh, God. I thought you said four. No, okay. Yeah. Ah, Seven-year run is still a pretty good run. Yeah. So, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. Um. So I read the first four volumes of his run, which is kind of one contained long... I mean, it does a lot of different stories in there, mm-hmm. um, but it hits some some good points. Um, and then I read Original Sin, which is a big crossover event, which was... I don't know, kind of fine, I guess. Yeah. Not much happened. But the the first four volumes were, the first three were quite good. Um, The first two are the story of Thor fighting God. (laughs) You know, we make the joke, like, it's like every week we mess up and say we, like, it's something about us not being able to talk that week. But it's every week, so we just. Are we just bad at podcasting? That was never in question. (laughs) Like, we're just, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Gore the God Butcher. There you go. Uh, he's going to be, Christian Bale's going to play him in the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder movie coming to theaters May 6th, 2022. <laughs> I don't know why I'm we're not pay- We're not being paid by that. <laughs> no, they sent us a, a miscellaneous selection of DVDs and Blu-rays to promote their next movie. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah, only up through Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um Gore the God Butcher. He's a he was a new character. He was created by Jason Aaron. He's the feature villain of the first two volumes. It's a long story. No, I just realized that was a terrible joke for 
right now yeah, because video this isn't on yeah. video <laughs> our set dressing this week is a stack of mcu dvds going from the very first iron man through civil war there you go now you now you understand the, the joke great now that we've explained that gore the god butcher <laughs> so he's uh he's an alien dude um and is uh in the comics at least um he lived on kind of a harsh and barren world and everyone dies and it's very state of nature and he's like oh there are no gods because they're leaving us to suffer in misery and, mm-hmm. um, and then he's cast out from his tribe for his impieties and then boom a couple of gods crash land in the middle of a fight in front of him and he's like oh this is something and one of them drops the necro sword which is a scary mm. artifact it actually turns out it's a symbiote oh which is cool spoilers so, it's not even in the arc okay. which it'd be really cool if they do that in love and thunder and we get a venom crossover would that oh. be really cool <laughs> i love i love the immediate turnaround you're like that'd be cool mm. what it? on still kind of first thought i don't know <laughs> yeah so he stabs the gods and then he goes on an adventure through space and time to murder all the gods and time space and time yes really yeah you're not being sarcastic no actually goes through time to co- yeah God, comics are stupid yeah it's it's kind of cool he like uh so the the story is divided up into three chunks there's one of thor back in the viking age just roaming around earth and the humans worship him and love him and they go on raids and stuff and then he stumbles that's the first time he stumbles on gore um and then there's a present day one where he's you know he's thor the avenger and he's stumbles upon gore again and then there's like old king thor where he's got the one eye and he's the only guy left in asgard and like the gore has just got him locked in there and it's yeah. that one's really cool it kind of reminded me of like god country a little bit okay an image comic um that's a good one i need to reread yeah, that one that was yeah so there's yeah there's some good stuff in there he's, uh gore's an interesting character the character design is really cool he's mm-hmm. kind of looks like voldemort sort of except like he's got this lenecro sword symbiote it like kind of goes on to him as a cloak sometimes does he talk like he's moaning like Voldemort does. No. Alright. I mean, it's, it's a comic, comic book. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. Um Yeah, no, he's he's cool. He's he's done as kind of a horror character almost. Like mm-hmm. the first time he shows up, the it's in the past and they're on a Viking longboat and they're rowing and it's kinda of misty. And the lookout says, I see something and they kinda of look and there's nothing there, and then you see like a panel of them looking the other way, and there's just a shadowy figure standing on the water Ooh. in the mist. Ooh. It's cool stuff. <laughs> it's good. It's fun. Um yeah, so that's good. And then he fights Malekith a little bit, and I know I mentioned this I think last week or the week before, but boy did Dark World do him dear dirty. What's uh It's in there. It's in here. Did this I boy's gonna do a whole vis- visual joke about like taking the case and throwing it and yeah, getting rid that's, of it that's but, the kind of joke we want on a podcast yeah that'd be great why um, do people listen to us they don't they don't why would <laughs> <laughs> uh um yeah no malekith is much more like a joker kind of character he's i mean which kind of joker so it depends on what decade it was written in <laughs> yeah no so joker and sort of the attitude he's always pulling pranks on people that end in them being murdered in horrifying ways mm. um and he's he's just Good. got a, a funny sense of humor about things, um, and he he rides around on a flying tiger, just like the Joker. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. No. But he's also like sort of the the evil ruler of the Dark Elves, but he wants to massacre them. But he wants to control. It's it's kind of a mess, but it's a delightful big 
fun romp of a story. Nice. Um, and then the fourth volume is uh, Thor fighting the Minotaur, who is a human being that is either a Minotaur being transformed into a Minotaur, or he's just a person and he's the CEO of Roxxon. Um, and it's it's supposed to be like kind of a fun like or interesting like okay, gods versus um, the I don't know the evil corporate powers on Earth, but it's for a story that feels like it should be grounded it's way too wacky and comic booky okay kind of the guy's first scheme is okay we're gonna um pollute the atmosphere and do a bunch of global warming and stuff and melt all the ice caps and then we're gonna profit by shipping ice from europa and selling the ice because there's gonna be an ice shortage (laughs) Who wrote this again? Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron does not know how thermodynamics works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bud, I got about three things I could tell you right <laughs> off the bat about why that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of dumb. So that one didn't work. Comics are stupid. But... Batman was once flying through time by Omega Beam and then sent through time right. to era by era, building up Omega energy. So when he landed in present time, he would end the universe. It's fun. It's the I always use that as an example because it's the most what? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, anyway, right. Thor. Um probably not necessarily a good entry point for someone who's interested in the character. Um but if you're someone who has some familiarity with the Marvel universe and Marvel lore, it's probably a pretty good just read even just those first couple of volumes uh-huh. before Love and Thunder just to get an idea of who this gore guy is and what he's all about. Um, yeah, it's mostly good stuff. All right. And then importing ice from Europa. Maybe it was IO. No, I think it was Europa. I need a report on that one. IO, see what you did there. Ah! Europa report. It's great. Check it out. That was a Titanic failure. Ganymede. (laughs) 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 All right. Anyway. Anything else? Uh, nope. That's it. All right. I have, oh, I finally got to it. I've been reading through my comic collection, not my whole comic collection. I'm reading through the comics mm-hmm. that I have built up, have bought and built up. Right. And I finally got to the moment to be able to read Gideon Falls, written by Jeff Lemire and uh, art by Andrea Sorrentino, mm. who Jeff Lemire uh, is in my top five writers of all time. And Aaron, uh, Andrea Sorrentino is my number one artist of all time wow wow wow! i just love his art um i so gideon falls is a story of a man named norton sinclair a like 20 25 ish uh guy norton sinclair uh and he is obsessed with picking up shards of what he says belongs to a black barn um and he feel and he feels that it is his calling and that's what he was born to do to build the black barn um weird and then another man uh wilfred uh pastor wilfred uh i don't know his last name they call him fred uh or father Mm -hmm. um is a pastor going into Gideon Falls. Okay. Uh, and uh, in the first issue, I'm just going to say the first issue. In the first issue, he, he is told he is replacing a pastor who died. Okay. 
Um, and in the first issue, the pastor shows up in his building with red eyes and then runs out the runs out the window and Fred chases him and then finds a black barn and then a parishioner stabbed to death uh, where the black barn was momentarily and is now just a flattened area in the field. That's um, not good. It is a horror comic. It is. It's it. Oh God. It. It's a horror comic, but it's not. Re- the first two volumes are creepy like just mm-hmm. someone says something and you're like oh that's unsettling i don't like it yeah. i don't like it <laughs> um and it it kind of it, it goes more paranormal as it goes um explaining things and stuff and what all the stuff means and it's just and it's got its own lore it's very tight lore mm-hmm. um it's just the pace is phenomenal on it just like it keeps revealing things at a good pace and everything is a build-up to it like it i i was able to catch on to this with jeff lemire in his green arrow run where mm-hmm. he's very good at revealing small things as it goes okay uh andrea sorrentino his art is just is just beautiful like i'm gonna take pictures and i'm gonna post it on the instagram story okay. uh, i put one picture in the uh, my our friend's snapchat and even brendan who just doesn't like our friend brendan who doesn't care about comics was like oh my god that is a beautiful spread yeah and then the next two pages were even better like it just (laughs) uh so he just does beautiful spreads and he does art that plays to what's actually happening Mm -hmm. he does some really just like experimental paneling um and he also does an amazing job of being able to draw attention to tiny details that are necessary that otherwise if you were reading you're like wait where'd that gun come from and you'd go mm-hmm. back and like oh it was on that body meanwhile andrea sorrentino just super simple does a little red box around it like it just it draws your attention to it uh-huh. but it doesn't spend time on it it's just like and it he's and the, he, he's the youtuber's dream comic with uh comic drawer with the uh the little red boxes and the arrows <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> but like his art is it lends itself to you get everything you need in a glance mm-hmm. unless it's one of his big spreads and you just want to look at it and like pick it apart. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's such a good read. It took me maybe four hours to read through the whole thing, except I realized that I had, so it's, I got the fifth volume, which was the last mm-hmm. one. And then I realized it was through vo- issue 25 and I saw that there were 26 issues. It's because mm-hmm. there's a 26th issue that's the finale, and they haven't released it in paperback. So I've read all but the last issue. So I don't know how it wraps up, but I'm so excited. I just, I, it, everything, it just, it's, it's creepy, and it makes it, it, like it, it has its own lore. It doesn't get too big for its own lore, mm-hmm. and it still gets big, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't. It's just Jeff Lemire is a phenomenal writer. There's a reason that he is he gets big names and just does like he does what he wants yeah um it's just it's so good uh if you're if you're interested in comics um but don't really care to get into I mean, we we've talked about this all the time if you're interested yeah. in graphic novels and stuff but you don't want to get into the dc or the marvel cesspool <laughs> uh image comics is the way to go yeah um and hellboy <laughs> yes uh 
Image Comics. They've got these short ones. They've got God Country, which is just its own little thing. One volume. Uh, um, Kill or Be Killed, which is just yep. four volumes, is fantastic. Yep. This one's fantastic. There's just so many great ones out there that yeah. you don't need to spend a million dollars to understand the, the lore of everything. You can right. find one that you see that looks interesting, and it's it's great. Yep. Unless you pick The Walking Dead, and then you do have to spend a million dollars because there's like 35 That's dollars. true. And Invincible, which is a ton. Yeah. I saga. mean, you, they have the big ones, yeah. but for the most part, it is... And like Saga is still going, and yeah. it's at, what, like 70, 80 issues at this point? Something like that. But no, it's... Uh, Gideon Falls is... As it went, it averaged out... It kind of like lowered in how fantastic it was. Killer Big Guild is still my number one. Okay. Um, but this one is a very close second. <laughs> um, so that's, cool. that's not what I've been up to. Cool. I'll have to get into it once you actually have that final issue. Yes. So I can read it. <laughs> Cause it, it comes out in May, which means I've got two months to forget about it and then sit down for another day and then read the whole thing again. Cause, oh darn, I have to read it all again and uh, just look at them again. What a tragedy. Cause then I also get the, um, I get the knowledge of, what happens later and jeff lemire writes he has uh, yeah. he has his ending in mind so yeah, yeah, you yeah. see uh because i read the first volume i was like oh that's really cool and then i got two through four and then i read or two through five and then i reread the first volume I was like, oh i see references the thing that happened later in this issue yeah and i can only imagine how much of that is gonna be the case for <laughs> issue 25 exactly. to issue one so yeah. fantastic rec i heartily recommend cool can't wait for the prequel Gideon Trips and the inevitable sequel Gideon, Gideon Gets Can't Up, get up Again. again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. News. News. Not uh, really much. Slow news week. Uh, I've got one Batman wrapped filming yesterday. Woo! Which means we'll probably get a trailer. I wanted. I was going to do some analytics on this. Try to find out like when the. What yeah. the typical, well, the average time between last day of filming and first uh, trailer is. Mm -hmm. um, so we might get one in the next couple months, maybe, if that's the average. I don't know. Yeah, could be. But I, prin yeah. it's principal photography is done. They always yeah. do. I mean, reshoots are a thing. Yeah. I would imagine they do an actual trailer at some point early in this or this spring or early summer. Um, uh, or do like uh, Comic-Con. I'm thinking Comic-Con will probably do like a either a, a new trailer or like a trailer sizzle reel behind the scenes yeah. kind of thing that um, Star Wars I hate those. I, I, it, I don't know. I've seen I, some that I like. I just like, I don't feel like I'm actually seeing what the, like, I'm sure it looks like they're having fun. And look, explosions. Who'd have, who'd have thunk there'd be explosions in Suicide Squad? But I want to know what the actual movie is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Like the Batman trailer told me what the movie's going to look like. And that made my hype. Yeah. Like if I just like I saw pictures of Batman, like Robert Pattinson in his costumes, I was like, cool. I mean, I, I have some theories on what his gadgets are going to do, but like, I, I don't know what the movie's going to look like. Yeah. And now I, I want to know what the movie's going to look like. So give me actual trailers. No more behind the scenes sizzle reels. Give me trailers. Give me mm -hmm. what the movie's going to look like. That's just okay. me. Fair enough. Good rant. <laughs> Thank you. Solid. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other news? Uh, just some low-level stuff that will hit in the news update. Coming and then there's the whole eventually. royal family thing. I don't care. 
I, I can't explain how much I don't care. I love paying attention to that stuff because it makes me feel like America is not the only country that goes through stupid drama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Brexit, Brexit was more important because it actually had economic ramifications that spread to America very easily. Uh, not even separated, like no, no degrees of separation. We were directly affected by Brexit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just the royal family is a glorified, like, figureheads. I mean, it's Truman Show soap opera. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But it's still amusing to watch that happen. I just, I aggressively don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me. But anyway. uh, Yeah, since there's no other news. All right, let's hop right in. Let's hop into this. Should be fun. What are we talking about today, Matt? We're talking about... The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel Cinematic Universe? What's that? Ah, it's Batman. Yeah. And Joker. Yeah. And, and Green Hornet. And Green, Horn- <laughs> Green Hornet and Hellboy. <laughs> Very good. And Open Window Man. Real DC character. Look him up. I know you've brought him up about four times before, but it kind of puts me into a little just like, whoa. Huh. Open Window okay. Man is a real character. His power is that he can go into any open window. So a regular man. Well, (laughs) from any place. He can teleport into open windows. So if he sees like an open window, he can be like, aha. But also, yeah, like a regular man with a ladder. Man, you know, you could probably do a pretty cool interpretation of that character. Oh, there have been cool interpretations. They've used them uh, in interesting ways. Yeah. Like he could be a really fun sort of almost a horror movie monster kind of character. I like it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> what? Shall we? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's a little thing what happened you, you last might week? be aware of. Uh, last week, WandaVision wrapped up. Yes, it finally. did. About time. Yep. We were really hoping they were going to end it on schedule with the ninth episode of nine that they had planned. Dude, there was all these theories that there was going to be a tenth episode. Hey, it kind of ever wasn't going to be. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk more about WandaVision specifically, um, and it's kind of rolling this. We'll get into some more spoilers talking about yeah. it. But we do understand that some people may not have watched it and want to watch it. Uh, yep. So we're going to we'll talk the the what we're going to talk about today is kind of like what what we expect and what we know is coming forward for and what we want to see coming we want forward. to see coming forward. For uh, the, the MCU. MCU. Yep. So they've done 20 odd movies at this point, and uh, we're going to get, I don't know, probably a lot more. Uh, yes, indeedy. We have confirmed uh, this is going to be the Phase 4 lineup of movies. I'll hit the Disney Plus TV shows in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to dig too deep into a lot of these, um, like the behind-the-scenes stuff. That's more news update stuff. Right. But maybe talk a little bit about what the story might be. So we're getting uh, Black Widow. That one's going to be May 7th this year. Yep. Um, that one we know a lot about. Yeah. Because they had ramped up a full marketing campaign before yep. the pandemic. Yay! Yay. Um, and it was also supposed to be still part of phase four yeah like it was not intended it's it, it is we don't even really need to talk about it because it's unrelated to anything that's going to happen in the future because she's dead yep. yep it is the first phase. well it might set up florence Pugh as the new black widow moving forward uh okay i'm almost kind of wondering if she's going to show up in falcon and winter soldier just because Black Widow was supposed to be the first entry in Phase 4. Yeah. Before everything got pushed back. Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be close to a year after it. Mm. So I'm wondering if she's going to end up being a player in the... Uh, um, Hope not. Because they 
with the writing. And well, I mean, if they did it a year ahead of time, like it's you, you might get prequel uh, prequelitis with that, where yeah. we already know what Florence Pugh's character is like and what, and maybe some of their some of her current characterization so then mm-hmm. when we see her in black widow and she's not that then we'll be like ah there's going to be character growth that's going to make all this make sense double prequelitis yeah black widow yeah i don't know prequel squaredus sure i'm more proud of that one than i should be shang chi and the legend of the ten rings <laughs> <laughs> that's the next one that's the next one after black widow that's wow. july 9th this and we year. know nothing about it we know a little bit about it. We know who's cast. Shang Chi's going to be in it. He's going to punch some people. It's it's going to be kind of more of a martial arts style one. They've talked about doing it as like a Black Panther, but for Asian Americans. Okay. Um, Mandarin, the real Mandarin, not uh, weird Ben Kingsley. Hello, my name's Trevor. Trevor Slattery. Well, he wasn't actually the Mandarin though. Right, but so also, not the not, not the real fake Mandarin, oh, not the fake. Not neither the real fake Mandarin nor the fake real Mandarin. Right. Uh, flaming Guy Pierce. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get the actual Mandarin, um, the Asian, the guy that has actor. ten rings. Yes, each Legend that do things, rings, which we've been getting little hints of that, and that he's involved back from Iron Man One. Um, mm. The the terrorists in the background on one of the videos have a little flag that has ten rings on it. Yeah. So, well, and uh, also that's what they use in Iron Man Three. Is like I am the Mandarin, and this is the ten rings. Like, they called them the Ten Rings in 3. I forget how stupid and useless that movie is sometimes. <laughs> Can I also take that one out and throw this it? Is, uh, <laughs> this is retconning. This is them yeah. retconning. Yeah. They're, yeah. Movie they're people are now right. going to be able to understand. Like, casual moviegoers are now going to be able to understand the blight and the bane of comic readers' existence, which is retcon. Yep. God, I hate retcon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to happen. It's going to be a little more martial arts focused. There will probably be some magic and mysticism, but kind of lower level stuff than yep. the big reality altering things that we might see in like a Doctor Strange or yeah. stuff like that. Uh, next one after that is going to be Eternals. Not the Eternals, just Eternals. The V went to the Suicide Squad. Yes, they uh, yeah. sold it to DC for $45 million. <laughs> <laughs> with an option on a sequel see dc would totally do that <laughs> uh yeah so eternals is going to be a little more cosmic focused mm-hmm. um the eternals characters are uh children or creations of the celestials which are kind of the big godlike beings that sort of have been referenced in the past in the mcu a little bit um, yeah there's the little flashback in guardians of the galaxy where the collector's like hey you know how the Infinity Stones are going to be important for all the Marvel movies coming up? Let me exposit their backstory to everyone a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then he explains that it's like, yeah, the Celestials, they hit the ground with a hammer. Comic book movies are weird also, as it yes. turns out. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that one's that one's going to be fun. Um, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Finally have a title for that. Yep. That's going to be uh, December this year. We have four MCU movies this year. Yeah. And like five TV shows. Yeah. It's going to be a marvelous year. We don't know a whole lot about this one, except we don't. We, yeah, we do know that there's going to be um, probably uh, several characters from previous iterations of Spider-Man. Uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, possibly. Yep. Uh, Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even Andrew Garfield. 
Tobey Maguire, maybe? I don't think those have been confirmed, I and I think those rumors have faded. Yeah. And I always kind of wonder with Marvel, because, like, they'll do that. They'll have people come on set and just hang around just to get photographed. They're get so mean. Yeah, like, they did that with Michael Rooker for Endgame. They had him uh, oh, come and hang around set. Yeah. And he just not in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they had him do, uh, they had a deleted, quote unquote, deleted scene in Thor Ragnarok with him. Yeah. That's just like, I mean, it's not an actual deleted scene. It's a complete joke. But yeah, again, Michael Rooker on Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's that. Then next year, we got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. It's going to feature Doctor Strange, and also uh, Scarlet Witch is going to be in it Yes, uh, quite a bit. Um, Doctor Strange is also going to be in Spider-Man a little bit. Yes. Confirmed for... We don't know how big of an appearance, but probably yeah. pretty small. Um, so that'll be fun. Thor Love and Thunder. Talked about that a little bit. That's going to be Thor. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in it, but they're probably not going to have a huge role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Portman is back as Jane Foster. She's wielding on her hammer. Yep. Uh, Christian Bale is going to be Gore the God Butcher. He's going to butcher some gods, probably. Kind of intrigued to see how that will turn out because Taika Waititi is like goofy and Gore the God Butcher is scary. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. People can do different tones. People can. Comedy uh, and humor or uh, comedy and uh, horror often go very closely together, as yeah. we've seen multiple times. Yeah, kind of do. Uh, Black Panther 2 is going to be July next year. Yep. Um, we really don't know much about that. Yeah. Except that it's happening. They've got a release date and Chadwick Boseman's dead. Yeah. Sad. We'll see. Something will happen with it. Yep. Uh, Captain Marvel 2. It's going to be November next year. Apparently we're supposed to get a, uh, a payoff for Monica Rambeau's character in that movie. I would imagine so. Because really didn't get much <laughs> in WandaVision. <laughs> spoilers i mean sort of not really not really yeah uh it's happening don't know a lot about it yep. uh ant-man and the wasp colon quantumania yeah love that subtitle by the way and now has a new uh working title as of today yeah uh goat something yeah goat fight goat cheese staring at goats right and who's Derek goats is on hbo max i don't care <laughs> It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember at all. Uh, yeah. So that one, uh, we don't know a ton about it. I mean, it's got Ant-Man in it. It's got the Wasp in it. Uh, we know that King the Conqueror is going to be the villain. He's been one of the guys that they've been speculating is the uh, next big overarching bad, the next Thanos of the MCU. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to be 2023. Mm-hmm. James Gunn is back. Thor is probably going to be in it in some capacity. They're also doing a spinoff uh, Christmas special. Should be cool and fun who knows who knows i don't know i kind of feel like that's a good thing to do um and then fantastic four is apparently going to be also in this we don't have a release date all we know is that john watts is going to direct um he's the guy who has done the spider-man nearer and farer and in other prepositions relative to home trilogy (laughs) yes (laughs) uh yeah so that's all the phase four movies we'll also get blade with mahershala ali at some point um we will get some sort of x-men movie at some point um there was i don't know if it was confirmed or if it was just a rumor but there was speculation um at some point in the last week that it was going to be called the mutants um it's reportedly going to be different take on it but we don't know anything about it 
Yeah. I don't know when it's happening, how it's happening, what's going on with that. Yep. Um, and there will be Deadpool 3 at some point. It will be part rated of the M. MCU, but they will make it R-rated. Yep. At least that's what they've said at this point. Who knows? Kind of wouldn't put them past it to walk everything back and do a sanitized version and maybe glue his mouth shut. No, that seems like more of a Fox thing to do. Oof. Roasted. Yikes. Boom. Got him. Then there's also all these Disney Plus shows. So WandaVision just wrapped up. Yep. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts next week. Um, this coming Friday is the first episode. We'll get six episodes of that. And then there will be a break after that. And then we get Loki starting in June. Six episodes of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have trailers for both of those. Don't know a ton about what happens, but it'll be fun. Um, we get the little what if animated spinoff. That's probably not really relevant to the broader nope. MCU. It'll be cool. It'll be fun. Um, Ms. Marvel will probably be a little more relevant to mm-hmm. the actual MCU. She's going to uh, she's gonna appear, Iman Vellani, um, is the actress she's gonna play ms marvel she's gonna appear in captain marvel 2 which will be cool um hawkeye hawkeye's probably gonna train his replacement yes that's also 2021 um and then next year we're getting moon knight and she hulk and at some point i'm guessing probably next year we'll get secret invasion Ironheart, armor wars and some sort of wakanda series that's so much stuff. It's a lot of stuff. We're averaging four movies a year or more over the next couple of years and like five TV shows a year. Dude, they have so much money. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, are you worried about oversaturation? Oh, uh, I. So the, my first thought is that there is going to be a difference between the casual and the critical. Mm-hmm. Um, of oversaturation. I'm already tired of it. Like yep. of just all of this because yeah. one of the saddest things I've ever heard was that you were so over infinity war that you went and looked up all the spoilers ahead of time. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember. Cause you elbowed me when red skull showed up. Cause you knew who it was going to be. I don't think I looked it up though. You did. Did I? Uh, I might've seen it. No, you actively Did I? looked it okay, up. Okay, I don't remember. It's been, what, like three years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. No, I uh, personally, I'm I'm over it. Like, I, I have a budget for entertainment, mm-hmm. and I don't like that 50% of it is based on Marvel movies yeah. and stuff, because, like, the thing is, I love doing this podcast, and I wanted to, my, like, due diligence of watching the movies that people are watching. Mm-hmm. And it's 50% of that is Marvel. Yep. And I want to watch movies that I want to watch. You don't get to do that. I don't get to do that because I, my, until, until we make money from this podcast, I'm basically only watching like Marvel, Star Wars, and other like main blockbuster stuff. Zack Snyder's Justice League coming to HBO Max. Shit. (laughs) Next week? Next week. What's the date on that? I think it's the 12th. It's like soon. Yesterday was the twelfth. No, nope, never mind. Twenty first, I think. Something 21st. like that. Uh, eighteenth. Eighteenth. So, yep, this Friday. Um, I it's there's so much. Um, it just it takes time, and it's it's okay. So here here's the thing. It's like reading 
it's like my comic stuff yeah where i'm spending so much time because i want to catch up with like all of the dc main stuff and there's so much but i also want to read image comics yeah because image comics are self-contained yeah it doesn't take me a lot of time to watch one like parasite i really wanted to see parasite Mm mm-hmm but I didn't have time to. It's only one movie, but that's yep. also, it was being shrouded by four other main blockbuster movies at the same time. Yep. And I couldn't. I was it's watching. Hulu. Yeah. But also, I have to watch all the Disney original stuff, like WandaVision. You have a week off this week. Go home and watch Parasite. I have so many other things I need to watch. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it, to me, it's oversaturation. But these are the movies that casual moviegoers watch mm-hmm. and so a casual moviegoer is not gonna feel oversaturated and be like oh cool there's like yeah i want to go see people are like every, two to four times a year people are like i want to go see a movie i don't know what movie i want to watch and they look at the list they see things like parasite shape of water all of yorgos lanthimos's stuff and they're like meh no but then they see four and they're like, hell yeah, like, I'll go mm-hmm. watch that. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like me that look at the list and like, I want to see all of these. Mm-hmm. But I have a pop culture podcast that I need to stay up to date on, which means I have to go watch the Marvel movie because everyone's going to watch the Marvel movies. Yep. And it's just it's so annoying to me, honestly. So I think what you're saying is that First everyone world should problems. stop watching Marvel movies so we don't have to. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Problem solved. I would love that. I would love for the casual moviegoer to appreciate harder to appreciate movies i'm not saying they need to appreciate better movies because the marvel movies are not bad no they are quality movies and i will never say that they're there are bad ones dark world is horrible <laughs> not great my kaylin hates me for that <laughs> but um it's a weird hill to die on <laughs> <laughs> uh but like there are movies yorgos lanthimos is really tough to enjoy but if, I do. <laughs> and if you can enjoy these, like the hunt is a, a an emotionally just harrowing movie to watch. Yeah. And it pushes people away from it. Like, and I, I wish people were a bit more receptive to those, mm-hmm. but that's just the way it is. It's casual versus, versus critical. Yeah. People go to movies for different reasons. We've talked about this all the time. Yeah. And Marvel Disney epitomizes going to a movie to just casually enjoy, be able to like, and not even really necessarily shut your brain off because there is some, yeah, there is some thought. There's there's thought that goes into it. I'm not saying right. you're dumb if you just enjoy these movies, but you're going there to be entertained, not to be challenged. Exactly. And, and there's nothing again, nothing wrong with that. We went through a phase of this podcast. Matt's still trying to pull himself out of it where we look <laughs> down on people who do this, but I think it's stupid and wrong and you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, no there's there's uh absolutely nothing wrong with it it's just it's tough for me specifically this is a mm-hmm. very personal feeling i have of this mm-hmm. um that it is it, it's drowning the oscar movies to the point where oscars had to now add a category because the for was it now the like best popular movie or whatever what's that new i don't think they actually added that did they not add it maybe but like they, they're. I also don't care because I I agree with your sentiment, but I I disagree with your core contention. Their Oscar movies aren't getting drowned out. They have more platforms and more energy behind them than ever, and we're 
actually getting a lot more quality independent movies because it's easy to get $5 million to make a good movie now. Well, I mean, that's, I'm not saying that they're not being made Mm -hmm. and that they're not being advertised. Like they are getting grounding, uh, but not grounding. There are, they are getting attention, Mm -hmm. but the bulk of the audiences are going to see Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if we are going to reach an audience, like our target audience is casual moviegoers who are wanting to learn a little bit more. That's typically mm-hmm. who we try to push for. And they're the people who do go see Marvel because that's what that's their comfort zone. Right. And again, nothing wrong with that. But it makes it tough for me when I want to go watch a block or like not a blockbuster movie. <laughs> First world problems. I'm aware. All right. Leave me alone. <laughs> So Preston really hates Marvel. As I don't hate Marvel. <laughs> that's the thing. They make good movies. And that's yeah. what I was saying with uh, WandaVision. Yeah. WandaVision's a good show. Yeah. I hated that it was such a good show. <laughs> I wanted it to be bad. Like, I, it's so weird for me to want them to make bad movies so that people stop going to them. I kind of liked that Star Wars was so diver- like so mm-hmm. divisive because people now think that Star Wars movies are bad. So that some... There's a chunk of people who have left the Marvel fan base and can now watch other movies. Unfortunately, they're going to Marvel. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, Star Wars will get them back with their 10 TV shows and their yeah. next I think, four movies. I think DC or uh, Dis- the Star Wars realm is doing the same thing Disney's doing where they're just throwing things at like they're like, ah, oh, yeah, a certain amount of people liked Ryan Johnson. We're going to give Ryan Johnson his own series. Yeah. Um, Problem is they haven't refined it down to an art form where you know that they're going to make consistently high quality product and it's just so to answer your question i am concerned about oversaturation okay but the problem is i'm concerned about oversaturation and quality Mm because there's another thing that's oversaturation it's just like all of them are adequate movies that is just kind of annoying but they're good movies yeah and they've got their hits and their misses They've got their misses. Read Dark World. Read Dark World, for me, arguably, Captain Marvel. Yeah, sure. No, it's not and great. It's, uh, but it's just, there's so much. And it's the same thing with shows. People look for new shows to mm-hmm. watch, and but then when you have a new show coming out, every, they always have a show coming out. Yeah. They're always, like, it's... Disney get... Marvel is the is the dude on Facebook that the moment he sees a girl's relationship status go single, he's sliding into her private messaging. They know what people, how often people watch, and they do exactly that. Yep. So that's my rant. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Boy, that one question really wound you up. It did, and, I, and that's a that's a, a discussion I've been wanting to like put on the podcast, but I haven't yeah. really had an opportunity to. No, I'm I'm sympathetic. I um. I worry about oversaturation, not for casual moviegoers, because at this rate, they're going to continue to put out a quality product for right. and, the next five years. And, and you put out for a year, like they're mm-hmm. they're so are the the general idea is that casual moviegoers watch two movies a year, right. beginning of summer and during Christmas. Yep. But now they're starting to realize four times they they can push that to four times a year. Around March, spring break, your friends mm-hmm. are going, y- y'all, you and your friends are getting together, you get mm-hmm. your college people, your kids are off school, yeah. spring break, beginning of summer, you just left, end of summer, you're about to go back into school, Christmas, you're with your family, yep. four times a year, and that's why you see those times of the year 
that mm-hmm. you see Marvel movies get released. Yep. Is because that's when you Disney can push that and they know that and they know that people will go see these movies because they've solidified that they make good movies in the public persona. Yeah. Persona? Perception. Perception. Thank persona. you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the the popular audience person is going to be able to go to a theater there four times a year yep. and they'll see a movie. Yep. And the people who are really into this sort of content, I think, are also, I don't worry about oversaturation. They're right. going to get a lot of high quality stuff. They're going to watch all of right. it. They're going to be excited Absolutely. about it. It's going to be good. I worry about the people that are kind of in that middle level yeah, where they're more than casual moviegoers. They're engaged with entertainment. They have mm-hmm. Disney Plus. They want to keep up with these shows. Mm-hmm. They want to see these movies. But they have a capacity. But they have a capacity. Yeah. They have a lot of stuff they need to it's, keep up with. It's the me. It's the yeah. me unrelated to the podcast of the need yep. to watch these. It's that I do enjoy them. I genuinely do. Mm-hmm. I was resistant to WandaVision because I wanted it to be bad. But then, oops, I watched it. And damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I don't know how that market segment breaks down. How much of it is true, just casual. Oh, let's, uh. I don't know. This movie looks fun. It's about a big purple man with testicle chin. They're going to punch him. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Punch him and he's going to it's going to do a little snappy snap. <laughs> yeah. And kill people. What if you got. <laughs> oh, my God. There's got to be a joke in like YouTube somewhere that's mm-hmm. Thanos being like a 50s like gangster just snapping <laughs> and just keeps killing people. <laughs> Doesn't realize he's doing it. And he just keeps snapping. Yeah, just like he's, you know, he's, he's going around his little farm and he's he puts on some headphones and it's some little cool jazz. A little bop. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's snapping. snapping along. And he he kind of, you know, he's working his little patch of earth and he looks up and the field is just dead. dead. Just little patches are still alive. <laughs> It's like, oh, <laughs> whoops. It just cuts to like a populated area and it's just like, poof, 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 poof. And it's just like, reduces. there's one person going, what's going on? Oh, what a dumb joke. Uh, yeah. If we were high quality and better established, we'd do a fun little animated thing there and we'd release that as a standalone video. Okay. So oversaturation, I think it is a potential problem, but they're going to make these movies for a while. So... The first three phases all were kind of building up this giant infinity saga. Yeah. Sort of. Right. It was a little bit just like... It was It was a whim at the beginning. It was like, let's throw some things at the wall yeah. and kind of see what They literally sticks. just like put Thanos on the screen to see people's reactions. Yeah. And people were like, oh my God, it's Thanos. Yep. And then they were like, oh, cool. Let's do something with that. Because Avengers 2 had nothing to do with Thanos. It was just another, hey, let's put them all together. And then, yep. then you got... And Civil War also had nothing to do with Thanos. Arguably, Civil War is the third Avengers movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you it. They left it. They left it untouched for a vast majority of the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did the the like Thor: Dark World was an Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy was an Infinity Stone. And Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is really where they started to focus in. Right. For one thing, they went a little more cosmic. Right. And, and so you could. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't make any sense for, like, Iron Man 2 to, to bring in Thanos. Right. Just didn't. Um, so, it, for, for the most part, for the most of Phase 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. it was unrelated to Thanos. Yeah, Phase 1, I mean, we get the post-credits in uh, The Avengers mm-hmm. with him. Um, 
there's like the, the little throwaway infinity gauntlet in the treasure room in thor one yeah but they hit a lot of different little things in there so yeah it's kind of whatever um yeah no uh phase two they start to aim that direction a little bit with like dark world and uh guardians of the galaxy but winter soldier ant-man yeah these unrelated. are these are unrelated phase three is where they start to kind of focus it in you've got like dr strange and yeah. guardians two and uh um black panther you know yeah. things that are really setting up the the key elements that yeah. are leading into infinity war but even then, it's not as much an overarching story as it is, like, setting the backdrop on some of these. Right, exactly. Explaining what the Time Stone does. Yeah. It's like, letting like letting us see Wakanda and mm-hmm. what Vibranium can do and, like, all this yeah. kind of stuff that, like, I mean, it, I mean, Wakanda was a giant set piece in Infinity War, so they yeah. really needed that. But also, just Black Panther's badass altogether. Absolutely. Well, yeah. We don't even need Infinity War, which is, I'm cool with that one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, people are speculating about what the the next big bad might be. I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, too, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really approach it the same way. The The most broadly way, broad way, the most broadly, the most broad way they handled, um, broadly how they handled it was that Thanos was pulling the strings, like, because mm-hmm. like, the Loki and the, um, what's the dude, the blue dude? Ronan. Ronan, Yeah like string puller um and he was a commander yeah. and a mastermind those were two yeah. it was two of the villains and so now i got to think about it it's like if you're gonna keep this entertaining mm-hmm. for the next one oh yeah that doesn't make sense go to our last episode yep. which we talk about villain archetypes yep. uh there are five archetypes commander uh mastermind mad scientist i did the research on this one uh the anti-hero supervillain that's just a mirror image of the superhero and the The monster monster. yep and thanos was two of those he was the the mastermind and the commander because would you even argue that he was a commander because i mean he kind of was no he leads an army yeah yeah yes he was yeah but he well he led people that led the army he also just straight up leads the army. That's true. And in, in game he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do the same archetypes again? Because it's just repeating the same thing. Like what? Yeah. Okay. So there's two theories on who it's going to be. Kane the Concert and Mephisto. Those there's, are the two. Yeah. There are other ones that would also could fit the bill. You could get someone like a Dr. Doom in. Right. Um, you could get uh, like a, a Nihilus in. Mm-hmm. But um, at the moment, the two that... Mm-hmm are very closely related to what we have at the moment are King the Conqueror, Conqueror and Mephisto. Yep. Mephisto, what what's his deal? He's just a magic user that just wants to kill everybody, right? He's uh, basically sort of the Marvel Universe version of the devil. Um, so he's like a primordial being that was... So his goal is to just the universe. create chaos. And- uh, yeah, he's just kind of a, an evil dude. He comes up in different interpretations. Um Really, he's mostly a, a Ghost Rider villain, okay. um, but he pops up in a lot of other stuff. He, Do you think that it would be good? I read a Black Panther comic once that he was in. He gave, uh, what's his face? Martin Freeman's character from the movie. He gave him too many pants. Comics are weird. <laughs> comics are weird. <laughs> uh, do you think it would benefit Marvel to do a villain that is not a sympathetic villain? Because they really hammered that home in the last few movies with Thanos. It was like, 
I kind of understand why you're doing this. You're doing it for a good reason from your mm-hmm. experience of watching an entire civilization crumble mm-hmm. because of overpopulation. And you're an evil person. Like, they didn't yeah. hide that he was a bad person. Yeah, no. But they explained, like, he came and he was willing to sacrifice what he loved for this. Do you think it would benefit Marvel to do a Mephisto where it's just like, I just want to kill people and be evil and be be crazy? I, like because that could then be it's, fun. Because then it's like it's it's the same reason why like between like why Joker is such a terrifying villain mm-hmm. is because he just wants to kill people and yeah. there's there's no you can't reason with it. Mm-hmm. Like you could try to reason with Thanos. It's like look like there's this thing, but like Thanos was already too big and too far in it that you weren't gonna stop him. Yeah. But if you did a Mephisto where it's just he he's just chaos and just has no empathy. Mm-hmm to stop what he's doing that it is just oh my god he is so powerful and just wants to kill everybody we are in so much danger i think that's the appropriate way to go from this yeah and i think i think mephisto also makes sense from a different direction that a lot of these guys um king the conqueror uh annihilus these guys tend to be a little more um galactus is another one that's been thrown Mm -hmm. around which he shows up in uh one of the thor comics that i read Mm. it's kind of fun Thor punches him a lot. It's, it's poking him in the arm or something. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of these guys are a little more, not cosmic necessarily, but sort of in that sensibility where it's like a... Grand? Yeah, grand in like, grand in more of a science kind of direction. Okay. Like uh, King the Conqueror, he comes through the, the multiverse. Um, Annihilus... Uh, I don't know what his deal is. Is it Annihilus or Nihilus? Annihilus. Annihilus. Like Annihilation, but with yeah. us. Yeah. It's kind of how like Sinestro is sin- sinister, but with an O. I never got that. <gasps> wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Annihilus is yeah, he's sort of cosmic. And Thanos is very much one of the Marvel cosmic villains. He's right. one of the big guys in space that does space stuff and yeah. fights the space people. Right. So I think it would make sense for them to switch directions and go something a little more magic especially if they're leading the charge with wandavision and uh and dr strange yep and even the loki show even the loki yeah right and like that that is the way i feel it should go Mm -hmm. um because i mean otherwise it's just stale ah another guy that wants to do an evil thing with science things and stuff but to keep it fresh you gotta go like a realm that the heroes are just not familiar with. Yeah. And so um, opening up like magic and the God, multiverse. You put Falcon against literally the devil. What's he going to do? Falcon like, punch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope they never make that joke in the. I don't think they can. Probably not. Yeah. Copyright. I don't even know uh, what the mo- joke is, but it's a Capcom character. The character is Captain Falcon. Which is also a joke that we've made. Oh. But anyway, it's uh, like putting, I mean, uh, Wanda would be able to likely, like, at least understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably tear some holes in the fabric of the universe. Somehow. Ignoring, uh, we're not going to talk about, I'm, I'm trying to avoid spoilers of WandaVision and how that ended. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, even going to the comics, House of M, she rewrites the world from the ground up to mm. make it so that mutants are the dominant species okay um she has capabilities to 
do giant dimension yeah. changing world ending stuff yeah and uh the whole kind of seems like idea with dr strange that he knows of these mystical threats so mm -hmm. like multiverse of madness is like m my theory is that so dr strange so something happens in the coming movies mm -hmm. with spider-man this is this here's here's my explanation of what i my ideal how they would go from the go okay. through this so things happen in the following in the upcoming movies and then in spider-man so dr strange plays a somewhat larger role and mm -hmm. i don't know whatever happens in spider-man but something happens where spider-man tears basically a hole in the multiverse and multiversal things start happening i almost said multiversity but that's a dc thing hmm. uh <laughs> start multiverse things start happening and mm -hmm. dr strange's like stop stop it and it's like piecing things back together and mm -hmm. things get wacky and you start seeing like the characters like people from other universes and it's just, it becomes a multiverse of madness and chaos and mm -hmm. then you get into dr strange and he's like trying to piece this nightmare back together but because of all of this mystical multiverse shenanigans it draws the attention of mephisto mm -hmm. and dr strange is like oh shit he's noticed us <laughs> like it, like he's known that it's a threat but it's this guy who's just like super uber powerful mm -hmm. who's just minding his own business in his own little realm mm -hmm. but something happens that mephisto goes hmm what's going on over there there's some chaos happening i think i want to help <laughs> and he like he, he, he reaches in and starts doing mephist starts fisting <laughs> fisting the multiverse that's what the mephisto is multiverse fist mephist i did it <laughs> honestly if they go this route and someone makes this joke i'm gonna be so happy <laughs> uh but no so like so dr strange is like oh my god what's going on and i mean this is following maybe it's like uh due to whatever ended in wandavision mm -hmm. wanda might also be tangentially responsible for this right uh, maybe Spider-Man's not responsible for it. Maybe you just get the results of WandaVision in some way mm -hmm. in Spider-Man and yeah. things are happening without him knowing. And it's like, what's going on? And they do like a one offline explaining WandaVision real quick. Mm -hmm. um, but then you have from that point on is Mephisto's just doing things like he's like it's it's less of setting a stage and more of the following movies are all effects of something Mephisto did. Mm -hmm. He does something big in Multiburst of Madness and every single movie from that on, from then on is dealing with a tiny little aspect of what he did. So like okay. whatever he does something to the quantum, he's literally causing chaos. So quantum mania mm -hmm. is wasp and Ant-Man dealing with that action of like that that effect of what mm -hmm. mephisto did prior and then it's just that for like phase four and five essentially is like the and mm -hmm. and then like the big avengers movies are him like kind of amping it up and amping it up mm -hmm. until they keep stopping him and he gets like really pissed off and he directly assaults them okay. like he's like you have foiled my chaos i'm gonna kill you and then it's a it's the mephisto big infinity mm -hmm. war where it's them versus straight up him and dr strange it's it's the perfect opportunity for dr strange to just go nuts because he's he's the most he's the sorcerer he's yep. the powerful one and he's also the supreme sorcerer like and so it's him like imagine 
Bucky and and uh, Falcon <laughs> trying to fight this, and like they can't as it is. So Doctor mm-hmm. Strange is doing like magic to make it in such a way that they can actually like do things. Basically, like they can't they can't perceive what's going on because it's all this. So right. Doctor Strange has to basically personify what's happening in front of them. So they're punching something. But they're not actually really punching anything. They're mm-hmm. doing something that's having an effect. But to them, they're just punching something because that's all they can really perceive. They're just okay. these foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. And he's just like in the back, like controlling everything, <laughs> trying to make sure everyone can contribute. Like same with Spider-Man. He can't perceive any of this stuff. So he's just like, Spider-Man, go do this thing. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man is like doing something from point A to point B. But he's not actually doing that. He's mm-hmm. doing something else, but he's perceiving it as that because it's just Boy. madness in magic. That would be really trippy. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, what do you think? What do you think about that? Because it's a different structure. Right. Of handling the big, big bad. Instead mm-hmm. of the big bads building something, mm-hmm. they're not, they're, they are now reacting to the big bad mm-hmm. and just trying to keep up and to like pissing him off to the point where then he assaults them directly. Yeah. Um, I th- think my concern with that would be that Mephisto would get stale really fast if he's kind of the driving force in all of these. Well, it's, uh, well, that's fair. Um, but I think that the, the point is that it's, you don't see Mephisto all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he does see, a big thing, he opens some portals and then King, the conqueror pops out in quantum mania and is right. Trying and- to, conquer right and then so people deal with them like Mm -hmm. he's creating these problems okay but you're not you only see mephisto maybe two or three times right in the big movies where it's like like i mean or it doesn't even have to be a big movie they don't have to do like the avengers kind of like big conclusion it's god at the end of quantum mania it's a end credit scene of mephisto going what happened to my toys (laughs) all right trying again and then just does a thing (laughs) <laughs> like in 30 seconds that just sparks the next phase of people dealing with problems. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like that's, that's how you keep, that's how you up it. Like, cause mm-hmm. I mean, broadly speaking, bigger is better. I oh, hang on for people who know that my argument is that bigger. Doesn't mean better. It's, it doesn't have to be physically better mm-hmm. all the time. It can be the story and the stakes are bigger. Ne- mm-hmm. Need to be bigger. Right. Um, so, for example, uh, Star Wars Episode Four is a big ass uh, moon that destroys planets. That's no moon. It's a space station. Episode Six is a bigger ass moon that destroys things. But in the middle, it doesn't have to do with the moon. It has to do with the rebels running. Right. The stakes are higher, but it's not a bigger physical thing. That's my problem with right uh seven and nine is that they just kept trying to make the bigger ass thing that destroys planets but nine and then nine was a bunch of tiny things things that destroy destroy planets planets. (laughs) and nothing stupider has ever happened in a movie and so like mephisto isn't necessarily just a bigger thanos that destroys more he is just he's a smaller guy but like just his insanity Mm -hmm. is the threat like he is just insane like the threat of him is just crazy big (laughs) okay yeah no i could see something like that because it i they're not gonna go with mephisto and this entire episode's gonna be completely moot (laughs) right (laughs) 
I don't know. I think they might just throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Again, I I'm sure they have plans, but right. I'm sure they have some flexibility. But they do that. know how well it went the first time to just see what people yeah. are drawn to. Yeah, they they did it right once. They can probably do it right again. Yeah. Um, there are some things they need to deal with. They need to figure out how to introduce the Fantastic Four and yeah. the mutants. Well, I mean, then that's a great way to, like, he could be the reason that these things show up. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that every movie is our character fighting a cause or a, a thing that Mephisto did. Mm-hmm. The characters could be the thing that Mephisto did. Yeah. Like, the X-Men movie could literally just be like, what happened? What are these things in my hands? <laughs> and suddenly yeah. mutants like they're the and maybe it's mutants fighting each other. Like yeah. they're trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know. Wolverine. Oh, I mean, you've got Professor X and Magneto, mm-hmm. two dudes that just hate each other, suddenly get powers. And it's because of Mephisto. But now you just have internal conflict that is sparked by what Mephisto did at some point. Okay. I could see it. I love thinking about this stuff. This is the fun stuff for me is yeah. take is literally taking like the this is what makes D, writing D&D campaigns for me fun is that mm-hmm. like at every session things go wrong. People do things that I didn't want them to do. Mm-hmm. Why did you go that direction? Why did you break that thing? Oh, my God, I had nothing written for this <laughs> next for, for the next week. I like start sit down and go, all right, what are the pieces I have and how can I make this an intriguing thing? Yeah. And so right now, that's what we're doing. We're taking yeah. all these pieces of things that we kind of know. Mm-hmm. How can we make it intriguing? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wonder if they're even not going to do a big bad. They might just fragment the multiverse. Maybe Mephisto does show up in Doctor Strange and yeah. break stuff, but then they defeat him. But then there are long lasting ramifications. The universe is broken in certain ways and it opens up doors to new worlds. You can go into a world where there have been mutants forever mm-hmm. or um, go into a world where people have been recently given mutations. Um, you can introduce a world where the Fantastic Four have been like the heroes, the Avengers or something. Yeah. And they come into this new world and they're like, oh, it's all these other people. But that I feel like that's going to be... I, I feel like that's going to be, if they do it that way, where mm-hmm. every movie is really just self-contained and there's not a conclusion, it's going to be, people are going to start dropping off mm-hmm. because, oh, like the the thing with Marvel is, especially when you got to phase three, it's like, oh, you need to go watch this movie in order to understand what's going on. And right. you could watch Infinity War and be like, oh, cool, big scream, yell, punch, anger. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the hell's going on right now. Right. And so that's what they, they suck you in Mm -hmm. by needing to watch things. And so if they just do, Oh yeah, look ramifications and people go, ah, I don't really care about Miss Marvel. I'm not going to watch that. But then if you're like, ah, Miss Marvel explains this whole thing, like what happened here, then Mm -hmm. you gotta go watch it. And that's how they suck you in. So Mm -hmm. I think I feel like Disney's too smart to yeah. allow that to happen yeah i guess they probably will interconnect it but i don't know yeah it, i think it's i think it's probably too early for big ramifications to show up at least okay um well and that's what i was saying is that, like all these movies are their own right until multiverse of madness which is next year right i still th- yeah that's early next year yeah i i still think that's going to be way too early because mm. like the infinity saga was 11 years yeah. And for the first, 
probably four years we didn't even know what direction it was going mm-hmm. it's just oh look fun superhero movies yeah and then if you're really paying attention and really dialed into the comics and the stories you could kind of be like oh okay so thanos is back there thanos often or there's that story where thanos wanted to get all the infinity gems that's probably going to be the thing right and then he did and then he did yeah but that wasn't really made available to the actual movie watchers until six years into the yeah. mcu well but that's also like again uh, to me it's not using the same formula twice right because like i i feel like it would be creative to and it's not really necessarily risk-taking especially mm-hmm. if they have their plan from the beginning yeah it's it's creative to whiplash us with just another big bad villain immediately and go like oh my god they don't even get a break (laughs) are you kidding me yeah yeah it could be and then it could just be like a a thing where it's it's a uh a nightfall thing i found nightfall is when batman gets his back broken Mm -hmm. by bane but the main story of that for the first third was bane wearing him down right and i think that that is something that they could go with that like thanos just didn't consider earth a threat mm-hmm. for a while like yeah. it, it, they started getting his attention after a while um but for the first chunk of his ordeal he just it was just like i'm just going to get him they're just these ants that ant boot he didn't care yeah like loki thought they were ants to his boot so thanos just didn't was so celestially above the avengers that it wasn't a problem but like maybe mephisto his attention was maybe maybe mephisto's attention was grabbed by the infinity saga yeah he goes oh this is interesting it's pretty attention grabbing i want to kill them look at these people that did this thing i want to prove that i'm more powerful and so he spends the Mm -hmm. next 11 years wearing them down by just messing with them and 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 threats yeah threats and little things here and there and Mm -hmm. so it's it's less of a what's going on there's things happening and more of like oh my god we gotta stop this guy and then you make that fatigue part of the story Mm -hmm. is that um mephisto doesn't necessarily get stale it's just like after 10 years you're like they're never gonna beat him they're never going to just all like for 10 years, we've been watching these movies of them just like one step forward, two step back or yeah. like two step forward, one step back. And like, they're never going to get to them. And then you make it interesting at the end where like they finally get to them and then make it a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, it's just, it's a new way of doing it. It's true. Yeah. And regardless of what they do, whether it's Mephisto or some other villain or no villain at all, they definitely need to change the formula right somehow if they Absolutely. do the same th- i think that the um the worst decision would just be oh let's do annihilus and let's do it the same way where he yeah. comes in and he needs to do his thing and we'll set him up slowly over a bunch of movies yeah um some way to keep it fresh and keep it moving and change just change the nature of the universe yeah change the change the cadence yeah like don't let us if you're don't let us keep walking at the same pace trip us yeah and and show us something new yep yeah because if you just do thanos but with magic i don't care i'm literally not gonna watch if if i can tell that it's going in that direction after like two years i or like i don't feel like it's already going in somewhere new Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna stop watching and the podcast is gonna change direction to be more 
less ever what everyone's watching because I just mm-hmm. I don't want to do this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember when you were gonna boycott Aquaman? Yeah, but also Aquaman was good, so <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> look. Yeah. Well, they're gonna keep making good movies, probably. Yeah. Well, that's not what I'm saying though. Right. I was saying if Nightmare canceled, I wouldn't watch Aquaman. But this, yeah, no, shut up. I'm going to stand by it this time. Okay. I'm not going to. You're not. I'm going to want to. And we'll yep. have serious discussions about it, about yep. like moving on. But I just, I really hope they do something new. Yeah. No, I, and I, I think that they will. I think that they're smart enough to realize they have to do something yeah. different. They Write probably... your theories. Send us your theories. Yeah. On what you think there are going to happen. Like if you have inside knowledge, unlikely, but on what these movies are going to do, mm-hmm. what would you like to see? What, uh, yeah. would you, would you like the same formula? Would you, mm-hmm. like, which is valid that formula worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want, do you think magic is too out there to, to base a whole villain on and to base an entire new saga on? Like, do you yeah. feel like it's just too unreachable and, un, and ungrounded? Uh, let us know. Uh, probably by Gmail, because I feel like this is just a discussion that requires a bit yeah. more writing. So just us losers pod at gmail.com. Send us a five paragraph essay on, uh, on that, yeah. on, on your thoughts on that. There it is. Brendan sent us a, uh, we got, we got an email from our friend Brendan. Yes, we did. Uh, it was not five paragraphs, so we will not read it on the air. Nope. He just corrected us on a Nazi. Right. He said we use the wrong Nazi as a, as the wrong position. Like, yeah. So we talked about Goebbels instead of, um, uh, whoever that was. The other one. Yeah. The one that he said in the email, yep. but Brendan corrected us. Correct. Corrected us. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Brendan. Yep. Send us in, send in a five paragraph essay next time. Yeah. Dingus. <laughs> what uh, else? Any other thoughts? I just, how are you going to bring the X-Men in? I don't know. I, I think if they were to go my route where it's just like, I mean, in order to bring the X-Men in and make it not necessarily seamless is that you make all of the seams. Like mm-hmm. you, you do the multiverse of madness where just everything is chaos. Yeah. Show us different versions of like, God, make a deal with DC to show DC in a different universe. Like show us that this is just chaos and there is everything. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's going to go, yep, no, it makes sense that there's the X-Men. Like, yeah, like just if, if you're going to have like have Dr. Strange flying through this tunnel of with, with the surrounded by portals or like a mm-hmm. hex hexagon from wandavision of of all these portals uh and it's just you look to the left and there is iron man who's black you look to the right there is hellboy like just everything show mm-hmm. us the seams and no one will care that there are seams yeah <laughs> you can't make it seamless and yeah. without with people being yeah comfortable i think that's the cleanest way um I mean, be, it's a messy way, but it's, it's intentionally messy. Right. Yeah. That'd be the way to do it. Just pull them from a completely different world. Um, it's probably doable to make it like they're a small presence and Xavier's been deliberately keeping them hidden from stuff, just protecting them. And mm-hmm. then, But it feels like it'd be really hard to do as fleshed out a universe as they had of the X-Men previously, where there are these warring factions and there's... Uh, Magneto and the Hellfire Club. And- I mean, with if you do it 
seemed enough like right. chaos you could literally just say look it's the yeah. same people yeah if you want to yeah if you want to <laughs> bring in fassbender and everybody it's the same universe just continue that storyline would you want to do that pull in all of the i love those Fox actors sex? and yeah. it's it's such an interesting run i'm for it okay like it's they weren't fantastic movies like four of them were apocalypse was mm. <laughs> fantastic four I... oh oh you're talking about those ones too oh no uh, Except I was trying to make a Fantastic Four joke, but it. Oh, I see what you were saying. Very flat. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a stretch. I'm so ashamed. I wish I could turn invisible. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I would that love was, to see. Uh, that was sure a thing. Don't even try to come up with one for the Human Torch. There's just not one. What's got you all hot and bothered? I hate you. <laughs> I would love to see them uh, just bring in the... Because then... God, it's... You get... Unless unless they do a Spider-Man thing. Where, like, mm-hmm. yes, this is the third character to be Spider-Man in ten years. But also, this is a great one and we all love him. Yeah. Um, You could do that. But also, it's a ton of characters to recast. Yeah. And this new uh, X-Men is newer than uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Right. And also the movies were good. Like again, yeah. Like the the Amazing Spider-Man were not fantastic. We're not great movies. No. And so the whole world was like, okay, you can recast. But if you sure. recast all the X-Men again, they'll go like, "Oh, McAvoy and Fassbender have great chemistry." Yeah. As those characters, and I would love to see those being continued. Yeah. And if you do it where literally everything exists and freaking if Oh God! If they do this and they just you like you like look up and there's Henry Cavill being in black suit Superman, I will scream in the theater <laughs> from from joy. It, it will be a really complex emotion for me. <laughs> I don't know how I would feel. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that makes sense, and I think that'd be really satisfying. It'd be kind of fan servicey, but in a good way. Oh, it would be. You could do so much fan service, and I'd be fine with it because, yeah. like, in order like. If you're using this avenue to bring that stuff in, mm-hmm. it's such a perfect time to just show like old comics and like yep. just a whole bunch of comic references to things and scenes from old movies. Yeah. You can show the 90s Avengers where Iron Man is just a trash can. <laughs> like you could do so much with it and yeah. then people would have a field day with it yeah. and I'm fine with it. Yeah. That's the fan service I'm okay with where it's just it's it's blatantly intended to be fan service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I know I I really like that as a fan. As far as bringing the X-Men in, I might do it completely differently mm-hmm. and just start them off really small. Kind of yeah. rework cuz we've we had X-Men movies for like 20 years. Yeah. And it built up its own universe and it's kind of its own sensibility which was drawn from particular elements of the comics and I kind of think it's probably not a bad time to start fresh yeah. Um, and just kind of rewrite the rules with them a little bit, mm-hmm. rewrite the characters, build back from the ground up yeah. in a different way. And that also gives you, I think, a little more flexibility. You don't necessarily have to pull at the seams of the universe. You can have, oh, some event caused mutations in certain individuals. Yeah. And then, oh, there's this older bald guy that decides that he's going to be the one that's going to pull them all together mm-hmm. and start a school. And there's a scruffy Canadian man that likes stabbing. 
And played by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, but maybe maybe we'll finally get short Wolverine. That's true. We could maybe. finally That'd get short cool. Wolverine. I got nothing else for this episode. <laughs> I, I've had my rant. Yeah. Um. One other thing I wanted to mention that people have speculated on a little bit is we might be building towards a Young Avengers. Ooh. Um, we're yeah. going to get America Chavez, who is traditionally one of the Young Avengers, I think, in uh, Multiverse of Madness. We're going to get Ms. Marvel. Um, we're going to get, hypothetically, Shuri as Black mm-hmm. Panther. Um, a lot of these people that could end up being more Young Avengers direction and try to yeah. aim for, for that sort of... It's. I think that would be an effective direction to take for sort of a sequel if we treat the Infinity Saga as its own standalone first story. Yeah. The sequel could be like the legacy of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Um, I've been thinking about this in reference to Star Wars. How the original trilogy is kind of... It's the story. Yeah. And the prequels are what caused the the original downfall. And that's an interesting question in itself. And the sequels should have been about legacy. Like, right. here's this event. Here's this, this story. It's like just the classic... Here's the classic hero's journey. What's the legacy of that? What are the ramifications of that? What are the failures of that? Yeah. And that should have been the, the coherent thematic message of the sequel trilogy. Someday we're going to sit down and actually do our big grand Star Wars rewrite from the ground up. Yep. I really want to do that, but it's going to take a lot of time and energy to yeah. get to there. So get working on it. Well, I want to do it with you. I want to collaborate. All right, let's do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So yeah, Young Avengers, I think, would be a, a reasonable direction for them to. To sort of build to, yeah. if not as a focal point necessarily, then at least as something. Also a diverse yeah. thing. Like, because, I mean, yeah, Shuri and uh, who's the act, uh, who's the character? Kamala? Oh. Uh, Kamala Khan? Kamala Khan, yeah. Because yep. she's Muslim, isn't she? Yep. Yeah. Good, diverse, like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the... That's the right way to go, yeah. is to allow for more diversity. Um because right now, white and black people, right? There's mostly. There's Luis from Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Pena. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So overall, not very diverse. Not so much. I mean, you got aliens. Shut up. <laughs> Get that alien representation in there. Uh, but no, that, that's. You want your purple aliens? You want your blue aliens? Green aliens? We got all the aliens. Got all the aliens. But no, we need my we we need more diversity, and I think that would be a good way to go. Yeah, that'd be reasonable. Yep, I think that'd be good and useful. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else? We should probably talk about Wandavision a little bit. We're at an hour and a half. We're at an hour and a half. So Wandavision happened. It was pretty good. At the end. Uh, I'm, I really don't actually have a whole lot more to talk about. I mean, yeah, it was good. It. it yeah. But uh, without reviewing it we could probably do a review at some point yeah i'm sure uh give it a little bit of time yeah but i think really the biggest thing is that now that i i so the one thing that i wanted to say with my giant theory Mm. uh is that i think mephisto can use the scarlet witch because now that we've introduced that the scarlet witch destiny is to destroy the world Mm -hmm. she could easily be that avenue Mm -hmm. that like i mean mephisto's like oh look at that thing with the infinity gauntlet that was neat oh the scarlet witch is awake Hell yeah, now's the time. Like, that's that's when he steps in and he uses her as a tool mm-hmm. to do his wickedness. What if she becomes the villain? She, no Mephisto. 
she just becomes the overarching villain like and does those crazy things she yeah she's had i mean she's had a lot of trauma a lot of things that have kind of set her on edge yeah what if uh she slowly snaps like the universe she's losing control and people are pushing her in directions she doesn't want to go and she eventually becomes the big bad i'm for it i am so for it dude they've been planting that seed since the beginning like she's mm-hmm. always like she's been a bad ugh, big and iffy person for a long time yeah i am all for it yeah and then you have like emotional stakes so instead of like a big cosmic threat where like okay so thanos is a a understandable villain i don't necessarily want to say sympathetic but like right. you can you see his perspective but you Wanda, can make her a sympathetic villain can, yeah you can tie like, in a lot more of those emotional states oh and then just everyone's just like oh my god i don't want to kill like my friend yeah how do you what? beat her how do you yeah. beat her without killing her yeah how do you that'd be good her? yeah that would be good okay i've sold myself on that i'm all for it okay that was quick cool good Solved your problem, Marvel. Shall we? We shall. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We speculated about the future of the MCU, and this is the sort of thing where you can just sit down and slug back a couple of beers and do this all day for sure. Oh, yeah. I could do this all day. Shut up. I'm, no doing, the, I'm doing the fists for the camera, but this is, this is the audio-only outro. Uh, if you enjoyed this, you can check out our previous episodes and also future upcoming episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify and Podbean and iHeartRadio and probably other places as well, but I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, if you have maybe a friend or something that's kind of, you know, interested in the sorts of things we're talking about, if they have some ideas about the future of the MCU and they want to hear what we're thinking about them, you know, you want to give them just a little bite-sized dose of us, we do the little YouTube videos. It's, a uh, Maybe 15, 20 minute condensed version of the discussion. It's good stuff. Uh, it's on the Just Us Losers YouTube page. Uh, we have some social media. I talked about our Instagram up top. That's at Just Us Losers Pod, where we do some highlights and some fan engagement stuff. That's where most of the interesting things happen. It's a good time. It's fun. Uh, we also are on Twitter at that same handle, at Just Us Losers Pod. Is this Zack Snyder's Justice League live tweet actually going to happen? That deep sigh tells me yes. And you're very sad about it. I don't know if it's going to be a live tweet, but I will definitely rant about it. Okay. That is an acceptable compromise, I believe. <laughs> so look forward to that. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out this Friday, if you're listening to this episode. Um, I don't know. Reasonably immediately after it comes out. Uh, and so, Preston's going to rant about it. He's very upset already. I'm still cautiously not entirely pessimistic (laughs) hey i just want it to be over i don't know i had to shut up just let just end it that was terrible i don't know what that was uh we're on facebook at just us losers pod um i don't know we don't do a whole lot there right now eventually i'll write some stuff there and put some longer form content but you know what it'll it'll happen when it happens we'll get around to it um let's see is that all the things that we're on? Yep. Gmail, justicelosespod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, if you've got a five-paragraph essay about the future of the MCU, or, I don't know, blow it up. Maybe you got more paragraphs. You've got cool ideas. Send them to us. That's Five-plus paragraph essay. How about that? Five-plus paragraph essay. Justusloserspod at gmail.com. Don't forget to cite your sources, please. No plagiarism in this house. All right, uh, next week, we're actually taking the week off. Yes, we are. Oh, I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're taking a week off. Uh, this is the first time we've done this ever. Yep. Uh, n- so this is the season finale. This is a completely new concept to people who've been listening for a while. Uh, 
we have retroactively uh, applied seasons to our episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the season finale of season three. We're going to take a week off. Mm-hmm. And then in two weeks from now is going to be the season premiere of season four. Woo. Um, if you're curious, season one is from the very beginning to when we stopped posting uh, to YouTube, which what like YouTube videos were literally just the audio, but with a picture of the logo, the old crappy logo. Yep. Uh, season two was from that point until when we started reposting on to actual YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically until ep- uh, episode one fifty. Mm-hmm. One fifty was the season premiere of season four, mm-hmm. and now uh, season three. of season three. Sorry, and then. Next episode will be episode 175, which is the premiere of season four. And we will do uh, 25 episode long seasons Mm -hmm. uh, from this point on. Uh, You'll see some aesthetic changes. Uh, Next time you will even hear a change in our intro to reflect. How about that? Clearly what we actually do. I'm going to be recast. (laughs) We are recasting Matt. Uh, We are firing our editor. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. You're not going anywhere. Um. Uh, there will be aesthetic changes, uh, mm-hmm. and the reason we're taking a week off because if we do twenty-five week epi- or twenty-five episode seasons, and then we add a week off, that makes it twenty-six, and it just makes it a nice even half year season. Works so nicely. Uh, so we're taking next week off. Uh, yeah. So look forward to that. We're we're working on some some broader stuff. There are things mm-hmm. there are things in the in the creative train yep. for us to kind of keep progressing the podcast improve quality mm-hmm. uh make things more accessible and more enjoyable mm-hmm. uh and the first that is it's to a really low bar to clear it's a very low bar <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah no look for those look for those changes mm-hmm. um we'll see you guys in two weeks yeah should be good um a couple of weeks yeah this new season we're gonna talk a fair bit about some sports movies that's not going to be the overriding everything we're going to talk about but especially this spring we're going to hit baseball and basketball and golf and car racing and horse racing and maybe horse racing maybe horse racing there's i mean there's a few good ones out yeah. there uh maybe boxing it's all stuff like fluid. that well, yeah we're, gonna figure them out. <laughs> we're working on it but yeah if you've got some sports movies some particular types of sports movies you want us to watch i think we should do a chess movies uh chess movies how one. many of those are there two I can think of at least like six. I mean, and that's not even counting the Queen's Gambit because that's a TV show. That's a, you know, it's a a thing. And uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So if you've got particular suggestions for those, hit us up at one of those places I listed where you can contact us. Um, I was going to say, see you next week, but we won't because also we don't see you're the ephemeral audience that just exists on the internet. And we talk into the microphone and our audio is later projected to you. You won't hear us next week. You'll hear us the week after that. Yeah. It'll be good. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.